Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. We love just serving. We love just playing a part, and there's different areas and opportunities to serve. So this is actually Hannah Gresham. She's uh, taking over and helping with the announcements for now on, So which is super cool. So uh, again, we just want to celebrate those who, who take a next step and jump into many different opportunities, whether that's life group, whether that's serving. Again, baptisms, we celebrate those like crazy if you haven't been around. But we celebrate next steps big time, especially next steps with Jesus, which is what it's all about. And again, we are right now, we are in a series entitled Jesus, where we are jumping in and we're learning about who Jesus was. We're learning about his life. Uh, we're learning about his teachings. We're learning about some of the parables and the way he's taught. And now uh, we're jumping into pretty soon here. We're going to look at his healings, his miracles, and some of the works he's done as well. And it's so important for us to learn about Jesus because the more we know about Jesus, the more we get to know God. Right? The more we get to know Jesus, the more we get to know our Creator, the more we get to know our Maker, right? the more we get to know how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to be designed, right? and how we operate in that. And again, hopefully you've enjoyed this series if you've been around for a while. I've actually heard some good things, like I've heard some people say, hey, this has been an awesome series. I will tell you this, it all stops today, right? because today we're talking about a topic that, that sometimes is hard to grasp. We're talking about a topic that is sometimes really hard to put in application, and to be honest, it's not really that fun as well. We're talking about forgiveness, right? And Jesus had some really high standards when it comes to forgiveness. But before we jump in, let me just ask you a couple questions, and I'm just gonna, we're going to come in. We're coming in hot today, just a warning. But how many of you have ever been hurt before? Everybody should have their hands up, right? For some of us, we don't want to put our hands up because this takes us to a place we don't want to go back to, right? For some of us, this is a question that, that takes us to a bad place, right? For some of us, we've been hurt emotionally. For some of us, we've been hurt physically. Some of us, we've been hurt mentally. And for some of us, we were hurt by someone that we actually trusted as well or by someone that we should have been able to trust. So again, this is a tough question, right? For some of us, we've had words spoken over us that we're holding on to. Right, that have caused some scars, that have caused some emotional pain that, that we're dealing with, that we're holding on to and we're walking with. For some of us, right, that we're wishing the statement, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, was actually true. Because we've learned the hard way that that's a lie. Right? In fact, for some of us, a broken, a broken bone is actually easier to heal than something somebody said or did to us. And we're carrying around this pain. We're carrying around this hurt. And even just thinking about it has the potential to, to ruin our day. Right? It has the potential to, to ruin our week, our month, our, our year, or even our life as well. Understand this, regardless of your age, regardless of your career, regardless of your wealth, regardless of your relationship status, your social status, or even your spiritual maturity, no one is exempt from hurts. We've all had moments where somebody said something or did something that made us feel unappreciated, right? that made us feel undervalued. That made us feel insignificant. And for some of us, maybe it was a, maybe it was a racial slur. Maybe it was a comment about, about how we look. Right? Maybe it was a sexist comment. Maybe it was a Facebook message or a Facebook comment that we're holding on to. Right? Maybe it was the fact that somebody was chosen over us. Or maybe we actually, we've suffered some abuse. Maybe we've suffered some neglect. Right? Maybe somebody did something by, even to a person that we love and we're hurt because of that. The truth is we've all been hurt. But how we respond to that hurt. How we respond to that pain makes a difference in our life. 
How we react to that makes a difference. And Jesus calls us to respond with forgiveness. And this is where it gets tough, right? This is hard. But Jesus calls us to respond with forgiveness because what it does is it sets us free from that hurt and pain. In fact, here's what I want us to walk away with today. Forgiveness may not set the person who hurt you free, but forgiveness will set you free. And this is why it's so important. And this is why Jesus has some incredibly high standards when it comes to forgiveness, because forgiveness sets us free. And as we talk about forgiveness today, what I want us to do is I want to jump in and I actually want to talk about some things that forgiveness is not. So before we jump in, really, I just want us to understand that, that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, right? There's, there's a, some things that just forgiveness is not. So when you're hearing me talk about forgiveness, this is what I want you to understand. Number one, I want you to understand forgiveness is not forgetting. So when we talk about forgiveness today, understand, it's not forgetting. It's not pretending that, that something never happened. It's not sweeping stuff under the rug, right? It's not acting like that, that, that whatever happened to us never happened, right? Forgiveness is not forgetting. In fact, if you ever try to forget something, have you, have you ever tried to forget something? It's almost impossible, right? Because what happens is when you try to forget something, you end up thinking about that thing over and over and over again, and your focus goes towards that. Forgiveness isn't that. Forgiveness is not forgetting. What forgiveness is, it's it's learning to see things through the lens of grace. It's learning to see things through God's sovereignty and discovering that He can turn anything bad, He can make it good if we just trust Him. But it's not forgetting. Number one, forgiveness is not forgetting. Number two, forgiveness is not minimizing. Forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. It's not saying whatever happened wasn't a big deal. It's not saying whatever happened wasn't that bad. See, the truth is we've all experienced things. I don't know your story. Some of you guys are walking here with some some heavy things that you're carrying. In fact, probably most of us, the majority are. And the truth is there's some bad stuff that happened, right? There's some things that happened, and I don't want to minimize that at all, right? Forgiveness is not minimizing. What it is, it's releasing. It's releasing those things to someone who's bigger than those issues. It's releasing those things bigger to someone who's bigger than those offenses. It's releasing them back to God. So, number two, forgiveness is not minimizing. Number three, forgiveness is not permission. Understand this. Forgiving a betrayal doesn't mean that you let somebody keep hurting you. It doesn't mean that you become a doormat. It doesn't mean that you, that you put them back on your Christmas card list. It doesn't mean that you follow them on Instagram or Facebook and you message back and forth and you comment on all their pictures, right? It's okay to unfollow people. It's okay to unfriend people, right? Forgiveness isn't that. Forgiveness is not resuming a relationship without changes. What that is, what that is restoration. And again, restoration is amazing. Restoration is something that we're called to do. Restoration is, is something, it's, it's a gift that's given to us by God. And sometimes it, it's a great step, but forgiveness and restoration are different. See, forgiveness is instant. Whereas restoring a relationship happens over a long period of time. And what forgiveness is, it's really our part in reconciliation. But for a relationship to be restored, the offender has to demonstrate genuine repentance. Right? And a lot of times what happens is it takes time. It takes time to rebuild that trust. And forgiveness is not permission to skip that process. Right? It's not forgiveness. But understand this. Forgiveness is not conditional. Right? In other words... It's not based on somebody else's response. It's up to us. Right? Real forgiveness is unconditional. It's not earned. It's not deserved. It's not based on, on a promise that somebody says that they'll never do it again. Right? If I say to you, hey, I'll forgive you if, what that is, that's not forgiveness. What it is, it's bargaining. Right? Because forgiveness is not conditional. And because of that, number five is the hard one. Forgiveness is not fair. 
It's not fair. This is why it's so hard. Because the truth is it's not natural. Right? It goes against what we want to do. Naturally, we want to strike back. Naturally, we want to retaliate. Naturally, we want revenge. Right? We want justice. But that's not forgiveness. And again, forgiveness is not fair. But understand this, forgiveness is so freeing. Forgiveness may not set the person who hurt you free, but forgiveness will set you free. And this is why Jesus has some extremely high standards on it. This is why Jesus makes a point to teach about it, which we're going to see here in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. And again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. That way you can have your Bible anywhere and you can be reading it daily. Again, we are a church that believes in the Bible. And we believe that it's more for than just for Sunday, but it's for every single day of the week. So Matthew chapter 18 here, let me just give you a little bit of the context of this passage. In fact, this passage is actually pretty difficult. It's, it's really difficult because it demands so much from us when it comes to forgiveness. But if we look at the context of everything that's happening, what we can see is that Jesus, there's a bigger picture to this and how we live these things out. So if you look at it, the chapter starts off with Jesus, and he's showing love for children, and he's urging us to have this same love for them as well. He's urging us to have love for those that are vulnerable. He's urging us to have love for those that are helpless, for those that are in need. And then he jumps in, and then he shares the parable of the lost sheep. And again, we actually studied this last week. We jumped in, we, we saw it from the uh, passage of Scripture found in Luke. Again, there's actually four Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they're all different accounts of Jesus' life and ministry. But if you remember from last week, we talked about the parable of the lost sheep. And what we learned is that Jesus is passionate about the lost. Right? He's passionate about the lost. He's passionate about finding and reclaiming what is lost. And then in this, so this is still in Matthew 18. Then Matthew 18, it jumps in. And then it goes into talking about how to handle conflict with each other, how to handle sin within the church and with, amongst each other. Right? And he's talking about this process of restoration, which is interesting, again, because restoration is different than forgiveness. And I think Jesus wanted to make this clear. Right? He wanted to talk about them separately, but still in the same portion, in the same teaching. So it's an incredible context because Jesus is teaching us some bigger things. And I'd actually challenge you to make chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, part of your reading plan this week. Right? But when you look at it, the whole giant context, what we can grasp from all of this is that God and Jesus is telling us, he's telling us to throw away the calculator when it comes to relationships. I mean, if you look at it here, there's no care too great when dealing with little ones. There's no care too great when dealing with those that are, that are vulnerable and helpless, right? And then he goes on, he says, there's no risk too great when seeking after the loss. And then he goes on and says, there's no effort too great when restoring someone back from sin. And then he goes and says, there's no limit to the amount of forgiveness that we're supposed to give. In fact, I'd go as far as to say this. Forgiveness is not about keeping score, but it's about losing count. And we see this in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21. So jump with me there. It says this, it says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sisters who sins against me? Up to seven times. So again, here's Peter. He's a follower of Jesus, and he comes to Jesus and asks him, he's like, man, how many times do I need to forgive people who sin against me? And again, this is something that we can all relate to, right? Again, forgiveness is tough. It's something that's not natural. It's hard. So here's Jesus. Here's Peter, and he's going to Jesus, and he's saying, listen, what's the limit? Like, what's the requirement? When is enough enough? How many times do I have to do it till I, have, till I can actually call it quits? What's interesting about Peter here is he's actually not just trying to slide by. You look at it, he's not just trying to get the bare minimum. Right? He knew that Jesus would probably be a little extreme, so he asked, is seven enough? And seven was a generous number. 
Right? In fact, seven was an extremely generous number. It was a number that would be stated by an overachiever. See, in this time, Jewish standard, the amount of time people were actually required to forgive was three times, which is found in the book of Amos in the Old Testament. So here's Peter, and he's thinking, like, dude, I'll double that, and I'll add one because that's how I roll, and I'm like the rock star, and Jesus is going to be like, yeah, that's super cool. He's like, not only that, seven, like, that's the, that's the number of completion. Like, that's the number of, of, of something that's perfect. Like, that's, that's where it is. So Peter's thinking he has this on lockdown, but check out Jesus' response here in verse 22. It says, Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Jesus comes back, and he just demolishes what Peter thought was generous. In fact, if you look at it, there's other translations that say 70 times 7. But here's what I want us to understand. It's not about the number of times. It doesn't matter if it's 77 or 490. Right? It's not about keeping score. It's about losing count. And Jesus, he doesn't care about a math lesson here. He's not giving a math lesson. What Jesus is doing is he's giving a grace lesson. Right? He's giving a freedom lesson. Right? He's giving a lesson on, on what it truly means to walk and freedom. And what he's doing, he's giving a number that seems completely impossible, right? He's pushing it to something crazy because he wants them to move from operating out of his head. He wants them to move from operating out of just knowledge and change that and start operating out of his heart, right? And again, it's a big push. And to be honest, it's a huge challenge. It's a challenge that, that's pretty hard to understand. And Jesus knows this. So what does he do? He does what Jesus does best, and he starts teaching, and he gives them this parable to explain it a little more, which we see here in verse 23 as we continue on. It says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So again, here's Jesus, and again, he's using a parable. So this again is a, a short story used to make a point. And again, Jesus was the master of this, and this one particular one is what's known as a kingdom parable. And in kingdom parable, what Jesus is doing is he's, he's actually explaining what the kingdom of God looks like. Again, the kingdom of God is a whole different way of thinking. It's flipping the regular way of thinking upside down. So a lot of times you'd have to explain it with different principles to, to get this point across. All right, so it keeps going in verse 24. It says, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. So again, another translation for these 10,000 bags of gold would be known as 10,000 talents. And if you remember from a couple of weeks ago, we jumped in and we talked about what a talent is. We talked about how a talent really is a, is a measurement of weight. And it's usually a measurement of weight referred to as how much of, of a man could carry. So this talent or this bag of gold would be how much a man could carry. And a talent or a bag of gold would typically be about 19 years worth of wages. All right, so just continuing our math from a couple weeks ago, we learned according to Google, which is always right, right? But, but we learned that according to Google that in 2019, the average salary and the average wage was $47,000, right? So... At that time, if a bag of gold was there, was 19 years worth of wages, it would be about $890,000. So here's this guy who owes 10,000 times that, right? 10,000 bags of gold, 10,000 talents, 10,000 times 890, and I don't know if my, my commas are right or my decimal is right, but it's like $8.9 billion, right? This is how much this guy owes. Some of you guys are like, oh, I thought I had debt, but I feel pretty good. I don't need Dave Ramsey anymore. Look at this dude. No, you just still do, right? But this is where this guy is. He has all of this debt, right? Something he, he can't pay back. I mean, again, this guy isn't like Jeff Bezos. Right? This guy isn't like, isn't like Bill Gates at the time. Like he's a servant of the king. So the truth is he probably couldn't even pay one talent back, right? He couldn't even pay one bag of gold back. So this is what this guy has. He has this incredible amount of debt and he's drowning in it. And if you think about it, this is where we find ourselves too. Right? This is what sin does to us, right? It separates us from God. It distances us from God. It creates this void in our life. And it creates this void that we can't overcome. 
In fact, it's impossible to overcome. It's overwhelming. And this is where this guy is. He's completely overwhelmed by his mess. He's completely overwhelmed by his debt. And everybody knew it, right? Everybody saw it. And the master saw it as well. So this is what he does in verse 25. It says, since he was not able to pay, that master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. He ordered his family to be sold. Now, here's what's crazy. In those days, people would understand this. They understood that, they were, that um, sometimes servants would be sold. It wasn't common among Jewish people, so this is kind of a big deal for that. But they also understood that the, the amount that his family and himself was worth was not even close to the 10,000 bags of gold. So again, this, they're seeing that this servant is already showing grace, which makes this next part even get more interesting as well. Verse 26, it says, At this the servant fell on his knees before him, says, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. And the servant responds in desperation. He's grasping for straws. He knows that he can never repay, but he just asked the, he asked the king just to be patient. He asked the king for a little more time. And think about this. Isn't this what we do? Isn't this what we do with our sin? We've probably talked to people like, I'm just working on I'm getting better. I just be patient with me. I'm working my way there. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to get there, right? But we never can, right? We're always separated because of it. And many of us, we're actually hiding from church. We're hiding from God because of our sin, because of the debt we feel we owe, right? And we're living in shame because of it. And we feel terrible, right? We feel like trash. We feel unworthy. We feel lonely. We feel downcast because of sin, because of our debt. This is, again, what it does to us, right? And all we're left with is this plea. We're left with this desperate hope. Right? Say, man, have mercy on me. And check it out. Check out what the master did. It says, the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Hey, this is amazing. What this is, this is the picture of forgiveness. Right? This is the 77 lived out. This is the 70 times 7 lived out. Because again, it goes beyond all rationale. Right? It goes beyond counting, obviously. It goes beyond anything even the slave and the servant even asked for. You look at the servant, the, the master, he didn't grant the servant more time, but he granted him total forgiveness of the debt. And listen, that's what God does for us. Right? That's what God does for us. He doesn't grant us more time. He grants us total forgiveness of the debt. Right? This is why we took communion today, because that's what we're doing. Remembering the payment that Jesus paid for us so that we could receive total forgiveness of the debt. Right? God sent his son to live a perfect life, die on a cross, and be risen again for us so that we could be connected back to him, so that we could experience forgiveness. But not only experience forgiveness, we're also called to model it as well. Right? We're called to copy it as well in our lives because it sets us free. Again, forgiveness may not set the person who hurt you free, but forgiveness will set you free. And check out how the service responds. It says this, but when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. And he grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe to me, he demanded. Now, look at this. Here's this servant just completely forgiven all these things. And you may look at this and think it's messed up. Like, he goes out and chokes another guy. But just bear with me. Let's, let's operate in grace here. Here's this guy who was forgiven 10,000 bags of gold. Like, again, $8.9 billion. He was forgiven of all this. And then he goes and chokes this dude for 100 silver coins. Right? 100 denarii. Now, just so we know, 100 denarii is not necessarily chump change, though. Right? In fact, it'd be worth about 100 days worth of wages during this time. So again, continuing our math, if the average person makes $47,000 a year, it'd be $180 a day, times that by 100, we're looking at $18,000. So I don't know about you, but $18,000 is a lot of money to me. It's not like chump change. If it's just chump change for you, we'd love to see you. We're growing here. We're having a building project. We'll talk to you, right? We'll do that. Right? But again, 
100 silver coins, it's not chump change. And here's what I want us to gather from this. Here's what I want us to understand. Here's what I, here's what I want us to hear today. I don't want to downplay your sin. I don't want to downplay your, the things that, that somebody's done to you. I don't want to downplay your hurt. I don't want to downplay your pain. Right? The truth is some of us, we're in here today, and, and we're carrying pain, whether it's our, our own doing or whether somebody did to us, and it, there's a value to it. Right? It weighs a lot. Right? It amounts to a lot in our lives. And I don't want to downplay it. Again, forgiveness is not minimizing. Right? Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not permission. The truth is that bad things have happened to many of us. And it is real. Right? It does cause pain. There is somebody that maybe we want to choke out, to be honest, right? But again, but again, forgiveness isn't fair. And it's not conditional. And this is what I want us to stand today. I want you to understand this isn't cheap grace. Here's what's crazy about grace. Grace is free, but it isn't cheap. Grace is free, but it isn't cheap. And Jesus isn't calling us to not take sin serious. He's actually calling us to take sin very serious. But he's calling us to take forgiveness just as serious. Because he knows that forgiveness will set us free. Right? He knows that forgiveness will set us free. And that's the big picture of it all. So let's keep going. Verse 29. He says, and his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I'll pay it back. So again, 100 silver coins, right? 100 denarii. Again, that's a, it's, a, it's a good chunk of money. Right? It's a chunk of money that most people didn't have lying around. This guy didn't have lying around. It wasn't pocket change. So the servant pleads for patience. And I think this is really interesting, right? These are the exact same words the servant used before. It says, be patient with me and I will pay it back. However, there's a big difference here, right? The first servant had no chance of paying 10,000 bags of gold back, but the second servant actually could, right? A hundred coins of silver, $18,000. A lot of us do this. We pay it back in like about five years. It's called a car loan, right? But this is where this guy is. It's actually, he could pay it back. It was a lot of money, but it was possible. It wasn't impossible. And all he's asking, he's asking for some more time. The second service is just asking for some more time, but check it out. It says, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Now again, this seems crazy to us. The first servant really was plagued with this lack of compassion, especially taking into account all that he was forgiven of. And it's not only crazy to us as the readers, it was not only crazy to the audience that was listening to Jesus, but it was also crazy to the people within the story as well, to the other servants, right? Because they were watching. And here's what I want us to understand. As Christians... As followers of Christ, we've been forgiven of so much. And understand this, people are watching us. They're watching how we respond to that forgiveness. Right? Are we just abusing it and going on living our life? Are we just abusing it and then holding grudges and, and not forgiving others? Right? Are, we, are we just taking it for granted? Listen, how we respond to the forgiveness of Jesus is a testimony to who Jesus truly is. And we need to live it out. Right? Because people are watching. Right? And we have a we have a responsibility as well. In fact, if you look at this, there was even a written rule during those days regarding debt. If someone was obligated to pay a debt and was forgiven of those debts owed, they were actually supposed to forgive any other debts paid to them. It was again reiterating, it was reiterating the importance of forgiveness and how it's not just a recommendation, but really it's a command. And it's a command because the penalty, it's a command because the, the results are so great. And it's something that we can't bear. Check this out. As it continues on, it says this in verse 32. It says, Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? 
In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should, until he should pay all that he was owed. Listen, I think if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes this is where we find ourselves. We find ourselves feeling stuck. We find ourselves feeling locked down. And what it is, is because of unforgiveness. We find ourselves burdened and trapped and captivated by these wounds because of unforgiveness. We're in prison. We're in prison by our thoughts, our thoughts of revenge, our thoughts of payback, right? We're in prison by all these things, thoughts of pity towards ourselves, feeling bad for ourselves. We're in prison by these, these thoughts of anger. And what it is, it's unforgiveness, and that's how it shows itself. It shows itself up, and it tortures us. It tortures us with memories of what happened to us. It tortures us with fears that it could happen again. It tortures us with resentment that we cling to and hold on to. And it allows us and leaves us living in bitterness and living with a debt that we were never meant to repay. Living with a wickedness that we're holding on to that we are never intended to take on. Listen, this is where you're at. This is how God wants you to live. Right? But it's the result of unforgiveness. Listen, I even say this. It's unforgivable not to forgive because that's the result. That's where we live. Right? And this is why forgiveness is so important. In fact, it ends here in verse 35. It says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Right? The last verse ties it all back and he brings it back to us. It cuts from the parable of the distant king and it comes right back to God and the followers of Jesus. It comes right back to God and the disciples. It comes right back to God and to us. Right? And what it is, it's a call for us to forgive and it's a call for us to forgive from within our hearts because it sets us free. Again, forgiveness, it may not set the person who hurt you free, but forgiveness will set you free. So our action step is this today. It's to forgive. And it's to forgive from our heart. Right? It's to forgive from our heart. And here's why it's so important to forgive from our heart. Because oftentimes what happens is our wounds, our scars, our hurts, and our pains, they moved from the external, whether it's our skin, whether it's our mind, whether it's just our thought process, they moved from that and they moved into our hearts. And for some of us, we're holding on to it too much. So Jesus is saying, forgive from your heart. Right? It's not just a thought. It's not just something you force yourself to do, but it's something you do from your heart because that's where the infection breeds. That's where it festers, and that's what needs healing. And this is how we do it. To forgive from our heart, we have to get back to, the, to what we were actually forgiven of. Right? We need to remember what we owed at one point. And the truth is we've all owed something at one point. We've all been forgiven of something at one point. Many of us, we have, we have passed. Every one of us in this room has a past. For some of us, it's a past that's pretty hidden, pretty secret, and pretty dark that we don't want anybody to know. But the truth is, whatever secret, whatever hidden, whatever so hidden in the dark, guess what? Jesus has still forgiven us of it, and we need to remember that because that's what we operate out of. That's where we get forgiveness, and that's how it comes from the heart when we remember what we owed. And for some of us, to get to that point, means that we have to actually accept that forgiveness. We have to accept that forgiveness. So Jesus died on a cross for each and every one of us. We need to accept that. We need to internalize that. We need to live it out. And we need to remember what he's done. For some of us, it starts with a decision to follow him. For some of us, it starts with a decision to make him our Lord and Savior. At the end of service, I always ask you to pull out your response card and there's a place where you can checkmark that box. I challenge you, I challenge you to do it. I challenge you to accept that forgiveness. And not only that, I challenge you to go public with that, right? A public, going public with that is, is baptism. It's the first step of obedience. And what it is, 
It's remembering what you owe and allowing other people to celebrate the fact that you don't owe it anymore, that the penalty, the payment has been paid. So I challenge you, if that's you today, at the end of the service, make sure you check mark that box and jump into that. Accept and remember that your debt was canceled. And then operate out of that forgiveness. Operate out of that grace that you received. Understand this. Forgiveness doesn't just flow to us, but it should, th- it should flow through us. And we do that when we forgive with our heart. We do that when we remember what was owed, what we owed at one point. And the number two is this. We have to cancel what's owed to you. We need to cancel what's owed to us. It's extending compassion. It's extending grace, the same in compassion, the same grace that we receive. It's extending it back and canceling what was owed to us, which means this. We have to be generous in all these things. Listen, there's nothing stingy about forgiveness. And it takes generosity. It takes mercy. It takes grace, but it's so freeing. It's freeing to cancel what was owed to you because what it does is it closes the expectation gap. I think a lot of times we get stuck in this gap. So there's a, here's where we leave that the standard that we might hold somebody to. It's all the way up here. But typically what happens is people come in right down here. And this whole area in between, what it is, it's a gap. It's a gap where hurts are there. It's a gap where pain can, can subside. It's a gap where, where scars can be developed. And a lot of times what we do is we keep holding people there, thinking that they owe us all the way up here, but really they're never going to get past here, so we're stuck in this land of hurt. What we need to do is we need to close the gap by reducing what's owed to us, right? by giving up what's owed to us, by canceling the debt owed to you. And for some of us, that means we just need to name what's hurt. We need to name what's going on. We need to name what we expected, and then we need to name what's actually is true and what can, they can actually live up to, right? So cancel what's owed to you. Don't hold on to it anymore. And then what we have to do is we have to repeat the process, right? We repeat it. You look at it, Jesus said, forgive over and over again, right? 77 times. 70 times seven times, right? We do it over and over and over again. Understand this, forgiveness is a discipline. Forgiveness is a discipline. It's not a one-time thing, but it's a discipline. It's something we put into place each and every day. It's a practice that we put into place each and every day. It's a behavior that we walk out and we take one step at a time and then we do it over and over again. So if you look at it, we have to remember what we owed, right? Then we have to cancel what was owed to us and then we repeat. Remember what we owed, cancel what was owed to us and then repeat and then do it over and over and over again because it's a discipline. It's something we wake up every single day and do it. Something we think about every moment and do it, right? And it starts from our heart. Again, forgiveness is this. It's giving what God gave you. It's giving grace. It's giving mercy. It's giving a second chance. And here's the thing about the gospel. Here's the thing about the good news. It isn't just receiving forgiveness, but it's giving forgiveness. Because it's so freeing. It's so freeing when it comes from your heart. Paul sums it up this way in Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Because forgiveness may not set the person who hurt you free, but forgiveness will set you free. If you would, pull out your response card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe here today. And maybe for you, maybe your first step is receiving the forgiveness from Jesus and making a commitment to follow Him. If that's you on the... On the response card and the connect card there at the very top, it says, I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus. If that's you, check mark that box. Check mark that box and then believe that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you.
Right? Checkmark that box and then receive his forgiveness for your sins and receive him as your Lord and Savior. And if that's you too, maybe for you, maybe your even next step is to, to be obedient and to, to share with others and to go public with that decision to be baptized. There's a place on those connection cards that says, I want to be baptized. Checkmark that box. If you've never been baptized, checkmark that box. If you have one that doesn't have, just write it on there as well. Maybe for you, maybe that's where you are. Maybe for you, maybe God's asking you to do something else. Maybe for you, maybe God's asking you to remember what you owed. Maybe there's some things that you've taken for granted and become judgmental towards others. Maybe you've taken some things granted of what you've been forgiven of and right now you're holding on and you're holding on to resentment but you forget all that God canceled for you. Maybe for you it's time to remember that. Maybe for you it's time to, to cancel what's owed to you. Maybe it's a season where you just need to repeat. You need to make it a spiritual discipline. Whatever it is, I challenge you to write it down. We want to partner with you in prayer. We want to partner with you in your journey on that. There's also a place for prayer requests where we would love to, to pray with whatever you're going through, to pray with whoever needs prayer with you as well and partner you in that capacity. Uh, you would take this moment to fill that out and to get any tithes or offerings ready as well. And then Seth will be up with the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.